Hey guys, are you thinking about starting your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me give you the details. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to True Crime Cat Lawyer. I'm your host, Elise, joined by my co-host, Winston the Cat. Every other week, Winston and I will bring you a new story about a murder, disappearance, or serial killer with a special focus on cases from our hometown, the Pacific Northwest. Just a reminder, this podcast contains content of a graphic nature that might not be suitable for all listeners, including descriptions of violence, sexual assault, and crimes against animals and children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back for episode 15. Today's episode involves the tragic story of love and jealousy gone completely wrong. Our story begins on July 2nd, 1952, on a farm in rural Idaho, where Meta Jones was born and raised. There wasn't very much information about her childhood, but she eventually had four kids over the span of two marriages, which both ended in divorce. Meta's family described her as a, quote, hardworking, devoted mother who was very caring, end quote, and supportive of her children. She attended all of her children's sporting events and worked two to three jobs to provide for her family. In 1997, Meta was working as a waitress in a local diner. That's where she met Milo Ross. Milo managed trucks and was described by friends as a, quote, quiet and good-looking man, end quote. Milo was going through a difficult divorce with his wife, Sandra Jonas, around the time he met Meta. Milo and Sandra had been together for 17 years and had two children together, a son named Paul and a daughter named Andra. Milo and Meta hit it off instantly, but since Milo's divorce wasn't final, they decided to wait to start a relationship to avoid the appearance of impropriety, as both Meta and Milo were members of the Mormon faith. Milo helped Meta get a job as a dispatcher with the trucking company, and the two began working together. Milo's divorce from Sandra became final in May of 1998. 
Around the same time, Meta was having some work done on her house and needed a temporary place to stay. Milo offered to have her stay in the guest room at his house. Again, because of their faith, the couple had agreed not to share a bed with one another until after they were married. A little less than six months after his divorce from Sandra was finalized, Milo proposed to Meta on October 23, 1998. By all accounts, Meta was very happy with Milo and she was excited to marry him. The two seemed to have found another chance at love. Unfortunately, their love story wouldn't have a happy ending. Just a quick backstory on Sandra. She was Milo's second wife. She grew up in the Mormon faith, but eventually turned her back on religion. She was in the army prior to marrying Milo in 1981. Sandra's son, Paul, described his mother as a quote-unquote strict parent. When he became interested in the Mormon church in his early teens, Sandra forbid him and the rest of the family from attending church services. But Milo let Paul attend church on Sundays and actually went with him behind Sandra's back. Their difference of opinion on religion was just one of the many issues that led to the breakdown of Sandra and Milo's marriage. On October 25th, just two days after the engagement, Milo, Paul, and Meta were preparing to attend Sunday morning service at their church. Meta was cooking a roast to be served later that afternoon at a going-away dinner for her soon-to-be stepson, Paul. Paul was preparing to leave for a two-year mission, a common occurrence for those in the Mormon faith. The plan was for the family to attend church in the morning and then send Paul off at dinner that afternoon. Meta told both Milo and Paul that she would meet them at the church after she put the roast in the oven. But Meta never showed up for church or the potluck dinner. After dinner, Paul and Milo went back to their house and found that the pot roast was burnt to a crisp and Meadow wasn't in the home. As soon as they started searching around, they knew something was wrong. They found a bullet hole in the wall, along with blood spatter on the wall. Milo also received a call that Meta hadn't shown up for her graveyard shift that evening, which wasn't like her. Milo immediately called 911. Investigators arrived at the home to speak with Milo and Paul around 1.30 a.m. Milo's daughter, Andra, was also in the home, but she claimed she was sick and she didn't want to speak with the police. This obviously raised red flags with the investigators. Investigators also said that Milo was appropriately concerned and didn't give off any red flags during his interview with them. The town of Hazleton, where this occurred, wasn't equipped to deal with an investigation of this nature. The Pocatello Crime Lab was called in, but they wouldn't be on scene until later that Monday afternoon. So investigators sealed off the crime scene and arranged for Milo, Paul, and Andra to stay at a hotel while the home was being processed. Before they left for the hotel, police asked Milo and Paul to assess the scene and note if there was anything missing. Both men stated that the throw rug under the dining room table was gone, as well as the bed frame and mattress from the basement in the room where Meta was staying. 
Based on the inventory of items believed to be missing from the home, police ruled out a robbery fairly quickly. Majority of the valuables were still in the home, and it didn't make sense that a robber would steal a dining room rug and a bed frame and mattress, but leave all other items of value behind. As the family was leaving the house, Andra asked police if she could take her truck with her from the crime scene, but police declined. During the time they were waiting for the crime lab to arrive, investigators verified Milo and Paul's alibis. Police were able to confirm that Milo was at church and dinner, and he was never alone. They found out the same about Paul. At around 1 p.m. on October 27th, the crime lab arrived at Milo's home. They found a single bullet from a small caliber gun, most likely a 22, in the wall of the dining room. Andra's truck was processed, and investigators noticed dried blood stains on the tailgate of the truck. Andra became a person of interest, and the case was reclassified from a possible missing persons to a homicide. Prior to the police questioning Andra, her maternal grandmother, Colleen Jonas, called investigators to let them know that her daughter Sandra might have been involved in whatever happened to Meta. She told investigators that her daughter was a mean drunk and an alcoholic. Colleen also told investigators that while Milo had quit drinking, Sandra hadn't and it had played a role in the demise of their relationship. Investigators learned that Sandra was living and working in Sun Valley and that she never accepted the divorce, despite its finalization in May of 1998. Colleen told police that Sandra was still in love with Milo. In addition to her still being in love with Milo, Sandra was also upset that her son Paul was going away on a mission trip, and she blamed Meta. Colleen's phone call to police revealed two more important pieces of information. First, Colleen told them that she had seen Sandra with a 22 caliber pistol on the Sunday that Meadow went missing. Investigators also learned about a storage unit that belonged to Sandra. When they arrived to search the unit, investigators found a blue paper towel with blood on it on the ground outside the unit. Inside the unit was the missing box spring, bed frame, and mattress from Milo's basement, along with cleaning supplies with blood residue on them. Once investigators had the evidence from the storage unit, Andra became their number one suspect. She was only 17 at the time, so investigators had to get permission from Milo in order to speak with her. Milo gave his permission, and Andra asked him to leave the room. The first thing she said to investigators after her dad left was, quote, the head's not with the body, end quote. Police were taken aback by the statement, but they let Andra continue to tell her story. She told them that her mother had asked to help get a bed frame and mattress out of Milo's basement, aka the one where Meadow was currently sleeping in the guest room that Sunday morning. When Sandra arrived at Milo's house, she immediately got into an argument with Meta, who was still preparing the roast in the kitchen. 
Sandra told her daughter to go down to the basement and get the bed while she continued arguing with Meta. While Andra was downstairs, she heard two gunshots. She rushed upstairs to find Sandra wrapping Meta's body up in the dining room rug. Sandra then made Andra help her load Meta's body into the back of her truck and placed the bed frame and mattress on top of her to hide the body. Andra continued with more horrific details of that Sunday afternoon. Her mother had told Andra to drive out to the Milner-Gooding Canal, where Sandra then cut off Meta's head and threw it into the canal. She then dumped the rest of Meta's body into the canal, telling Andra that if anyone found Meta's body, they wouldn't be able to identify her. Police felt Andra was credible in her retelling of what happened to Meta as her story matched the evidence they had gathered. Investigators took Andra into custody, but before taking her to the station to be processed, they drove her out to the canal and had Andra show them where Meta's body was dumped. Andra was eventually charged with being an accessory to Meta's murder. While police worked to obtain an arrest warrant for Sandra Jonas, they had the canal drained, a process that would take eight to nine hours before they could begin their search. Investigators located Meta's head on the bank of the canal just as officers were arresting Sandra Jonas on her way to work. According to one of the primary investigators, severed heads don't float once they're detached from the body. So when Sandra cut off Meta's head and dumped it into the canal, it sank at the exact spot where Sandra had dropped it. Searchers recovered the rest of Meta's remains about a mile downstream. The medical examiner confirmed that the remains did in fact belong to Meta Jones by comparing dental records. The cause of death was a gunshot to the head. Meta had been shot in the right eye and behind her ear. When Sandra was booked and processed at the police station, Police removed a hunting knife from her person, as well as the top of a ring, which had inadvertently fallen out of Sandra's pocket. The band had been cut off, but Milo was able to confirm that the ring was the one he had given to Meta when he proposed just three days earlier. Andra later told investigators that she had removed the shell casings from the home and tossed them out the window on their way to dump Meta's body into the canal. After her initial arrest, Sandra didn't want to speak with investigators. She was charged with first-degree murder. While police had an overwhelming amount of circumstantial evidence, they continued their investigation into Sandra Jonas to see what else they could find on her. Eight years prior to Meta's murder, a home belonging to Milo's first wife, Vicky, had been burned down in a mysterious fire. Vicky was reportedly the only survivor, but I couldn't find out any more information on who else was in the house and or how many people died in the fire. Vicky remained in contact with Milo after their divorce, much to the disappointment of Sandra. Sandra and Vicky had actually been involved in several confrontations, including one incident where Sandra threatened Vicky several days prior to the house fire. Unfortunately, the case was closed, 
It had been ruled as an accidental fire by the fire marshal, and he was unwilling to reopen the case. But investigators knew this information highlighted Sandra's propensity for violence and her possessiveness over Milo. She was a dangerous woman, and they intended to make that known if and when the case went to trial. Andra accepted a plea in December 1998. She was charged as a juvenile and received two years probation in exchange for her testimony against her mother. Faced with the death penalty and to avoid both of her children testifying against her, Sandra Jonas pled to the reduced charge of second-degree murder in order to spare her life. At her sentencing hearing, a psychiatrist for the defense testified that Sandra had borderline personality disorder, which contributed to a, quote, pervasive, long-standing pattern of difficulties in her interpersonal relationships, end quote. Despite this diagnosis and commentary, the psychiatrist didn't think that Sandra would be at risk to reoffend in the future. In July 1999, Sandra was sentenced to 25 years to life for the murder of Meta Jones. According to Idaho law, this meant that there was a fixed sentence of 25 years, which Sandra would have to serve before she could be eligible for parole. Sandra's friends and family were divided when it came to whether they agreed with Sandra's sentence. Her son Paul told Snapped producers that he was both relieved and disappointed when the sentence was handed down. He also told them that both then and now, it's been hard to reconcile his feelings, though he appeared to have accepted his mother's fate. Sandra's conviction and sentence were affirmed by the Idaho Court of Appeals in December of 2000. Sandra then filed a motion for a new trial, as well as an alternative motion to withdraw her guilty plea. The motion to withdraw her guilty plea was denied by the district court, and that denial was affirmed by the Idaho Court of Appeals in January 2006. While her motion to withdraw her guilty plea was pending, Sandra also filed a pro se application for post-conviction relief, alleging that she had received ineffective assistance of counsel and that her guilty plea was involuntary. The Idaho Court of Appeals didn't agree with either claim asserted by Sandra. Sandra Jonas is currently incarcerated at the Pocatello Women's Correctional Center. According to the Idaho Department of Corrections Offender Information website, Sandra's first parole hearing is set for May 2023. Andra Ross completed her probation sentence and went on to get married and start her own family. Meta's granddaughter, Heather Rupp, told Snapped producers that her family was, quote, robbed of a lifetime of mem memories with a wonderful woman, end quote. She herself wasn't able to grow up with her grandmother, and her daughter will never have the opportunity to meet her great-grandmother. Heather also told Snap producers that she doesn't think Sandra is remorseful for her actions. She plans to attend Sandra's parole hearing in 2023. If Sandra is denied parole, Heather plans to visit her in prison to ask her why. Specifically, Heather wants to know why Sandra felt it was necessary to decapitate Meta when she was already dead. According to one of Sandra's friends, she hasn't shown any remorse since her sentence was handed down in 1999. 
This friend told Snapped that she believes Sandra shouldn't be granted parole in 2023 because society continues to be at risk from her. It's unclear whether she plans to tell the parole board this information in 2023. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review if you like the show. You can email case suggestions or comments to truecrimecatlawyer at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at truecrimecatlaw and on Instagram at truecrimecatlawyer. You can also find our discussion group on Facebook by searching for True Crime Cat Lawyer in the group section. If you're interested in learning more about my co-host, you can check out her Instagram at winstonthecatpdx. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.